What's your favorite John Carpenter film? Other than The Thing? Other than The Thing. Hmm. The movie we're going to talk about today? We are Today's about film. It. I always go first, Garrett. I will seed. Oh, I will take your time. Yes. Um, I, want, I wanted to say Escape from New York, but mm. we all know that it is going to be Halloween for me. <laughs> John Carpenter's motherfucking Halloween is just legendary. Like, there's, oh, man. I can't say enough good about that. Yeah, that's fair. And I just met Nick Castle recently, too. What? Dope as shit. Frightmare. Check out our Frightmare episode. It's not great, but it's there. Damn. (laughs) Do you have a favorite shape? Uh, Well, oh, you mean like out of James Jude Courtney and... You fucking threw him a curveball, bro. Or or, or Nickel Castle. (laughs) Nicholas Castan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, it's hard to say. It's just like um, with Jason. You know, a lot of people are like... Kane Hodder is Jason for me, but they all do a pretty good job. And I really like the guy who did the 2010 remake, uh, whatever that dude's name was. Derek Mears. Derek Mears. That guy had an intensity. James Jude Courtney had a fucking intensity in 2018's Halloween that just this, the way he carried him, the stature, it was very Nick Castle like but almost a little more intense. And I don't know if that's just the way the movie was filmed or if that was just like the, what he brought to it. But um, it's hard for me not to say OG Nick Castle because it's so iconic. But man, Courtney did like, he just fucking brought it. I can't decide. That's like trying to decide between your children, you guys. Mm. Drown them both. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just drive that car into the Equally. fucking river. Makes Sophie's Choice a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you call classic Sophie's Choice, you guys. Yeah. There's no choice. It's both. John? Um, I've gone back and forth all day, literally actually just sitting at this table um, between Big Trouble in Little China and Escape from New York. Those are two of uh, two great films, and literally, when we were just talking about it, I said, Big Trouble. Now I'm going to do it with Escape. I oh, think I'm going to go with Escape the from classic, New York. The classic John switch-up. Yeah, switch What made you flip-flam like that? Uh, I don't know. I bet in 15 minutes, I'll be like, you know what, it is Big Trouble. <laughs> I hope throughout the run entire day, I was like, guys, you know what, hold on, hold on. I know I said New York, but I'm really thinking it might be Big Trouble. They are neck and neck, and I mean, like... Guys, guys, this just in, Escape from New York. Just edged it out. Yeah, this is a real Sophie's Choice situation. <laughs> but, um, we'll check back in with you at the end of the episode. As of right this second... It's Escape from New York. <laughs> they're, not, they're just such both. I mean, they're different, but they're also awesome. If you choose to live tweet anything in your life, I hope it's a back and forth of which one is currently your most favorite. Yeah. Don't even get me started on Escape from L.A. and how that sometimes creeps in there. So. How? That one's garbage. What? I know. Shit it's really bad. Here. You're but, dead to us, John. But also, also surfing. That's all I'm going to say. Surfing that, that tidal <laughs> well, wave. There is some of that, sure. So No, that never creeps into the top one. <laughs> My favorite one stars Rowdy Roddy Piper. Okay. It is one of the best homeless films ever made. <laughs> it's one of the best espionage alien movies ever made. Uh, that is They Live. It's one of the best fight scenes ever filmed. And one of the most quotable lines in cinematic history. It was actually used in the Duke Nukem game. I'm here. You're one ugly motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, oh, I don't think I've heard that, that quote a lot personally, <laughs> but. Uh, the chew bubblegum one. I've come here to line. chew bubblegum and kick ass. And yeah, I'm all out of bubblegum. Yes. I love that movie 100%. It's the perfect amount of 80s-ness. It's the perfect amount of sci-fi-ness. And the perfect amount of creepy alien. I would say there's a little bit of horror in there, too. I know it could be debated, but I think there's enough there to, mm-hmm. to maybe classify There's enough that. there to say it could, it could easily dip its toes in both 
both pools. But gentlemen, if we were here today to decide the seminal John Carpenter film. Halloween. Done. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that's so different from the rest of his work, though. It, it, it very... It, like, again, this is one of those things. He's like, you know, pick your favorite fucking, yeah. like... Like certain album by a band you love, it's it's hard to do. But I think if we if we do look at his work, there is one film that start from start to finish is just I want to say almost perfect, and that is the thing. Yeah, I think this would be it. It captures his humor, his like just sense of darkness, his everything, really. His weird isolationist yeah. vibe that so many of his movies have. Yeah, and that's something a lot of people a lot of people pick up. Is like it's very like like his characters are always just very isolated, very lonely, like, people. mentally and like. Just yeah. I think also if you're just gonna, you also need to consider which one was the most impactful in cinema. Ha- Halloween. Halloween well, yeah, is Halloween definitely that one, right? Impactful. Yeah. Halloween's definitely the most impactful. But I would say like, I can't find a single person. I've, I've had people with like, eh, didn't really care for Halloween, or oh yeah, it's good, you know. But like, I've never met anybody who legit like enjoys a John Carpenter film who hasn't been like, the thing is awesome. Yeah, the thing aged way better than Halloween. That shit holds up yeah. so well. The Thing is my favorite horror film of all time. I've said it before, and I'm still sticking with it after okay. watching it last night. Like it is a fucking dude, blast to watch, man. Um, we'll get into we'll get into it here in just a minute, but yeah. It uh, so you think The Thing over Halloween? As like, what's the most representative of a John Carpenter film? I would as think probably so. his best movie. I would say, yeah, probably the thing. The Halloween was also really early in his career too, right? He's really like honed his craft. Yeah, in he did. Um, he did what was it? Assault, Assault on, on Precinct Thirteen. Yeah, I think that was like his first movie. Major. Yeah, yeah, and then major. He did Halloween right afterwards. Right. So by the thing, he's got it down. Like he has really polished his craft. Uh, yeah, and you can tell it comes across as a just a tighter movie. I think. Surprised no one choose Starman. Are you surprised? <laughs> well, you, got, you guys texted me this question earlier, and I was like, what did I say? I was like, if any of you assholes pick John Carpenter's Ghosts of Mars, you're never leaving my house alive. <laughs> but it's got his name in it. I know. Also, Vampires was pretty bad. Oh, that's right. And that actually had um, Lance Hendrickson, didn't it? No, it was uh, 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 Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, oh, that's yeah. who it was. They're not all bangers, but... <laughs> oh, boy, let's get into the thing, because I don't want sure to talk about John Carpenter's Vampires anymore. I'm double-checking. Fuck, I fucked it up. It's James Woods. James Woods. He's in Vampires, uh, not just, uh, Willem Dafoe. We should just start doing a thing, though, where it's like, it's like, that was so-and-so. No, actually, that was. And then it'd be like, James Woods. Like, let's just like do a thing where like, whenever we fuck up like a name, like, let's just do a, like a real like, James Woods. Like, we, like sounds like right. it was edited in afterwards. Also, one of the Baldwin brothers, Daniel Baldwin. Oh, man, that's a good C-list <laughs> Baldwin right that's there. That's not even bi- Biodome Baldwin. <laughs> Go home, Baldwin, you drunk. <laughs> Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark. Again, joined with Garrett and John. Fellas, how are we doing today? Doing. I got this pain like right here in my hip. Well, as a doctor, let me come feel you as up. A, as a trained professional, could yeah. you guys take a look at it? Yeah, I've got some well, Neosporin. I Googled go. it and it's probably cancer. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. WebMD says you're about to die. Yeah. Then it's about time I pull a full-on <laughs> saw and basically start setting up <laughs> traps yeah. for you too. WebMD actually says you're probably already dead. That's <laughs> no, what's so that's weird true. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Is it WebMD that's all like, do not use us as actual medical like advice? Right, but yet they have this symptom checker, checker, but it's programmed to always say cancer. So, I mean, that really saves you a lot of time. I assume standard physicians immediately roll their eyes as soon as someone walks in and goes, well, WebMD says. And you you're should like, burn oh it out. I'm not going to pronounce like, are any of these true? Yeah. Um, no, I'm doing okay. 
No complaints. Okay, good. Well, what have we been up to since last time? John's been watching movies on Amazon. No, I don't think I have. Are have you, you been ever going to watch Shutter? another movie again? Uh, I am, but... You haven't brought us a movie in months. I know. It's really remember, when, been... remember when John did quickies? Yeah. Well, it's really <laughs> been exhausting at work, and uh, unfortunately... We should edit in his wife going like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately, that has eaten into a tremendous amount of what uh, was supposedly my free time. And uh, so I have not had an opportunity to watch a lot of horror movies. Okay. Well, we're... Just chomping at the bit to well, hear some new I have, hot takes I from know, John. I have a vacation coming up during which I plan to watch a lot of movies, so don't worry. Do you have any on the docket you can tease us with? Oh, boy. I'm, uh, no. Yes. I mean, I have <laughs> Shutter cues and Amazon cues and Hulu cues fucking filled with movies. Can I remember a single one of them? No. Do you have HBO Go? No. Okay. I was like, have you seen Cooties? No. You should watch Cooties. Okay. It's kind of like horror comedy, but it's like very horror-y. That was also written... By the fellow from Saw. Uh, are are you serious? Who Adam. Are yes. you serious? Yeah, he wrote that movie. Dude, okay, you know what? <laughs> that guy can't act for shit, but that dude's a fucking dope writer. I want to say it was Lee Wannell or Lay Wannell. Yeah, Lay Wannell or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, okay, well, cool. The man knows how to write a movie. The man knows how to write a horror movie. Stay behind the camera. <laughs> Sorry, your character of Adam was just hey, a little bit... Everyone annoying. wants to jump in front every now and then, so I'll give it to him. Sure, no one was really hitting it out of the Parkinson, so you know what? Parkinson. Oh. Arkansas, the great state of Parkinson. <laughs> I haven't added anything to Letterbox in six weeks, guys. Bro, what's going on with my life? Get your game up. Oh, that Do you really... need to see a physician? I know WebMD personally. <laughs> I'm you check, know Doctor Web? I'm going to check Doctor Web right now. Like, what happens Dude. if he's not watching horror movies? Here's the, uh, well, I'll tell you what happens. I get cranky and withdrawn, and I think I should quit my job. Don't in, quit your job. No, I need money. In the third movie, John has brain surgery. Yeah, <laughs> to release the pressure. Well, Garrett, what have you been up to? Uh, a couple weeks ago, I saw the trailer for It 2. Oh, it that's right. That two. finally dropped. Yes. And it was a Woo. very interesting trailer. It was more or less like a scene yeah. that had a bit of a trailer at the end of it. Kind of like when you, they used to go on like talk shows and like, I got a clip. Yeah. And they yes. Would this. That yeah, is what it was like. Yeah. But I'll be honest, fucking bang on. Yes. Like, when I watched so it, good. I thought of you because there's a lot of shit going on in the background, which I know is your favorite. Oh, yeah. So I actually watched it at work between meetings and I was like, oh my God. So like I was watching it. I actually jumped back at one point and was like, oh my God. Like it freaked me out because the stuff in the background. <laughs> John, you know me too well. Like, I thought I was like, oh, Garrett's, uh, Garrett's upset. <laughs> too much stuff. And I was like, no, fuck this. It's, it's crazy. But um, yeah, it was really good. Well, I want to say from here on out, I am not going to watch another trailer because I don't want anything else spoiled. I think that was enough to go like, yeah, I'm in. I'm in for... I was in before I saw it, to be yeah. honest, but it guaranteed... It made me feel very confident that they know what they're doing. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of the other characters, but I feel like, you know, we got some time. It's what, September? Yeah. There's going to be... They, they they know how much this money is, how much money this movie's going to make. There's going to be a few more trailers. And yeah, I tend to do that anyway. I don't watch a lot of the trailers. I watch like the one big full release trailer and then I'm usually, that's it. Trailers these days just spoil everything. In some cases, yeah. some cases they don't. Like that Midsummer trailer doesn't tell you shit. True. I've read the book, so I pretty much know what's going to happen. So I'm what, just going to watch. No, for it. So oh. I'm just going to watch it. Well, of course. <laughs> right. I've read the book too. Yeah. I know what's happening. So but what I still is, don't want to see it. I want to uh, be surprised and be like, they did enough they did different. That, and know? I know a lot of people have like a real problem with the stuff they changed, but I enjoyed the things they changed. It kept it interesting enough um, to where I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah. I'm sure I've said it before but if i was gonna recommend a horror movie to someone just getting into the stuff i would recommend this the first it 
yep. is a really yep. good starting yeah. point. It's a, it's a very good. It's got that '80s feel with also like modern sensibilities yeah. and stuff. But yeah, the trailer looks fucking amazing. I'm really excited for it. Stay tuned to thegravetalk.com and you'll hear what we think. <laughs> thegravetalk.com is brought to you. By <laughs> Lisa Mattress. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, let's get into today's episode. We're talking about 1982's The Thing, John Carpenter's The Was Thing. Was it 82? 82, yep. Good man. God, this movie has held up well. It's aged very well. So good. Especially when you uh, look at some of the other movies that came out in the time frame that feel so dated. This movie came out the exact same day as Blade Runner. No really? shit. Yeah. That was a good year for movies, yeah. man. All right. 82, Both represented. wildly underrated when they came out. To be fair, I can see why Blade Runner was underrated. That movie's a very weird taste. Yeah. Actually, I don't think I've ever actually seen the theatrical cut of Blade Runner. Because by the time I saw it, it was, I was, it was on DVD. And everyone's like, no, why don't you the director's cut? So I think I've only ever seen that film. Someone let me borrow a fucking briefcase DVD set and had like five versions of the movies. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm good. I was buying the directors on iTunes and yeah. I'm calling it a day. Yeah, I bought. So my wife loves Blade Runner. And so I bought the Blu-ray set. And it comes with, yeah, it's like 15 fucking versions of this movie. I'm like, which one am I supposed to watch? But yeah, fortunately, you don't have to do that with a thing. The one with the unicorn. Oh, okay. They don't put that on the on the on the, the Blu-ray title though. Right. Blade Runner Unicorn Edition. Unicorn Edition. But yeah, so the thing, 1982. That's crazy. I did not know that. Starring the man himself, Kurt, the motherfucking man, Russell. As mentioned, directed by John Carpenter. Yes, John Carpenter. Uh, stars Kurt Russell as R.J. McCready. Wilford Brimley, Mr. Diabetes himself, as Dr. Blair. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, David Clinton as Palmer, Keith David as Childs, TK. Keith David, man. I want to take a moment and just say, like, I'm so glad he was in this movie. Pretty sure he does those like army ads, or at least he did. He's like, if anybody wrote a book about your life, would anybody read it? Yeah, he also did. he does a lot of voiceover stuff, oh, too. Yeah. He's, he's tons of voiceover All stuff. over the place. He's great. Uh, T.K. Carter as Knowles. Uh, Richard Dessart as Dr. Copper. Richard Mazur as Clark. Donald Moffat as Gary, with two R's. Uh, Peter Maloney as Bennings. Joel Fullis as Fuchs. Thomas Waits as Windows. And Charles Hallahan as Norris. This one is sitting at an 84% out of 61 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and a 92% with an audience score out of 131,570. It's in the 90s. This is the highest like yeah. rated film we've done. I'm really interested about that Rotten Tomato score. I wonder if it counts re-reviews. Because like one of the famous things about the thing is it was wildly panned when it came oh, out. I guarantee you this As is As you like, said, when it originally came out, it was considered junk. Yeah, like, so there's no way it. it's at 84% on the original review. No, this has got to be like over time. Yeah, but if absolutely. you think about it, Rolling Stone may have gotten done a review when yeah. they first came out so they can count that. It's their first review. So If you want to think about all the movies that came out in 1982 or what was coming out around that time, we had fucking E.T., yeah, I think you E.T. Know, came out in 1982. Um, so it, it, we already had a fucking alien movie that we we're going to have to deal with. This movie was like the I'm dark side of Pretty alien. sure Wrath of Khan came out in 1982. You're, I think you're right. So, so ooh, what a year. Space movie. I think Tron. Tron might have come out in 82 also. Oh, fuck, what like a good Yeah, we got, a we got Blade Runner, The Thing, E.T., Star Trek, um, The Wrath of Khan, yeah. Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Tron, Conan the Barbarian, 48 Hours, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, First Blood, Rambo, First Blood. Oh, Who's got shit. all this money? The Who Dark Crystal. All these movies? Rocky Three, Tootsie. Wow, Dark Crystal was 82. Yeah, wow. Dark Crystal was 82. Okay. Rocky Three, Officer and a Gentleman. I'm going to keep going, you guys. Verdict, Gandhi, Creep Show, Sophie's Choice. 
So oh. uh, I did not realize Me that. Either. The secret in them. Annie, so, as Garrett pointed out, there was like a ton of fucking blockbusters. Friday like the Thirteenth Part Three, Beastmaster, Grease. Be- oh, I Wait, fucking Grease love Beastmaster. Grease Two. Wait, Beastmaster and Conan came out at the same year. Yeah, I always thought Beastmaster was like a shitty Conan knockoff. Can you imagine that fight in the in the fucking recess uh, oh, playground, man? I know. Man. I'm Hall- a Beastmaster fan. I would have been a Beastmaster Halloween fan. Halloween Three came out this year. That's oh, that nineteen. Oh, yeah. It's like a murderer's row of movies. How did so many good Basket movies come out case, in one year? Um, Jesus, yeah. According to Google, eighty-two was a ass year yeah. for that films. Fucking that, that year went hard, man. So it's not surprising that this one kind of slid in. And, and again, ET was the dominant. Well, movie. Oh yeah, that one overshadowed uh, Poltergeist. Also, I remember we talked about. Dude, there's that like for four movies there that people would not have paid attention to anything else yeah. other than those movies. Yeah, ET was just. If any, a lot of those movies had come out on different years, they would have been way more popular. E.T. just fucking smothered everybody. Tron was overshadowed by yeah. that one for sure. Yeah. Um, all kinds of movies. Uh, interestingly enough, since we've mentioned it already, um, originally John Carpenter was approached for the project in 1976 to do the thing. Universal Studios decided they wanted to go with Toby Hooper. From Chainsaw? Yeah, from Chainsaw. They're like, let's get this dude to do it. They didn't like his pitch. So they uh, shopped it around. Ridley Scott was involved for a little what? bit. I would have liked to have seen a Ridley Scott thing. But I mean, great. I'm glad we got in Blade Runner. Again, that's that whole like double edged sword. Yeah. But, right. but Alien had come out in 79 or whatever. So I'm sure they're like, hey, aliens. Yeah. Let's get the alien guy. The you man know I mean? knows alien horror. Yeah. Uh, eventually, it uh, they, they circled back around to, to Carpenter and he was like, I don't really want to do it. If you're not familiar, this movie was adapted from a 1938 book called Who Goes There, written by John W. Campbell Jr. In 1951, it was committed to film, and it was called The Thing from Another World. Yes. It was a black and white film, if I recall. It was. Um, It didn't quite stick to the book, the 1938 novella. So um, it took a while for John Carpenter to be convinced, like, hey, I think you can go ahead and do your own thing with this kind of thing. And he's like, all right, well, let's let's go a little closer to the source material. Okay. Interesting. That being said, everybody says that this is the best remake ever made. Uh, see that a lot of people. God damn, that's such a subjective like yeah. thing. But it, it definitely is. Again, remake and adaptation are so unique because the previous two, the the book and the um the movie were so kind of different from this. Can you really call it a remake? This is very close, or much much closer yes, to, to the, the book. book. I think this is a different take on the same source material, not necessarily a remake of the same of. The first see, the, I feel like thing it. Movie. I feel like it. The TV movie versus the movie that just came out. That's a good example of a really good remake. So you're remaking I, that, right? I did want to pose the question: is like when something is based on a book twice. I don't know. If that's a remake. Can you consider it a remake? I, yeah, I consider right? it an because adaptation. It's, a, it's, an yeah. adapta- it's the let's, second adaptation. Let's call it a second adaptation because yeah. you're changing it enough to where whether you're following the source material closer or whatever, it's essentially a different film at yeah. that point. To me, a remake is the same something that's traditionally like a film property only, and then someone's just remaking that same story just, you know, now. Child's Play, for instance. Yes. Not you can change, story. You can yeah. change his power set, but still, it's still the same fucking story. Yeah, I think I, I agree with that, too. And, but, but I have heard it mentioned several times whenever the, the question of what is the best remake, the thing definitely comes into the conversation. But I think you do have to keep the mind the what the source material was. It wasn't originally a movie, and then we just made it again. Yeah, yeah. So I agree with you on that. One could argue this was the original thing. 
committed to film because the previous one was so uniquely its own thing. It really almost wasn't. The 50s is such a different style of film. Yeah, it's almost not even fair to like compare an 80s film to a 50s film. Like, Agreed. We advanced so far in terms of of how things were made. Right. The camera stylings, the the sound effects And just cinematic storytelling. Like we got a lot better at being able to tell a story on film. You know, thank... Throughout the 70s, like I think the 70s was such a watershed decade for film that pre and post 70s movies are just two totally different beasts. That, yeah, that's a, that's a good take. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like I said earlier in this episode, this is probably my favorite horror film. I still believe that after watching this again um, for this episode. I just love the sense of isolation. You know, we're in the middle of the Antarctic. You've got a uh, only so much air you can cover before you know our cast of characters are going to freeze to death. There's a shit ton of characters in this film, yeah. but they're all defined. How many movies have we seen where we can't tell one another apart? Yes and no. I wouldn't say defined, but immediately identifiable based off character. You've got the doctor. Traits. You've got the animal lover. The cook, you've got... The, uh, what's his name? Fuck, I can't remember these characters' names. But, Palmer uh, or uh, um, Bimmings. The, the one that comes in and goes like, which one of you nasty-ass motherfuckers leaving your dirty drawers in the, the kitchen? Oh, okay. That was Knowles. Uh, no. T.K. Carter. Yeah, T.K. Carter. Like, the thing is, just through like the few lines that he's had and walking to a scene, like whenever he showed up, I was like, that's the cook. You know, like, that's the dude. You know, that's so-and-so. The only character I didn't know at first was the guy with the dogs until they really like show him with the dogs. And then I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, you're right. You can immediately identify everybody. Yeah. How many movies have we done on this podcast where we're like, uh, like the descent? One of the problems with the descent was all the women were the same character, right? Uh, You know, the characterization wasn't like why I like that movie so much, but I'm just, you know, as an example, like this movie, you know exactly who everybody is. As you're ticking down, you know McCready, he's the, you know, the battle ready, like, I don't know, what is he, a pilot? He's a helicopter pilot. Um, You even had the Gary, who was their their sergeant or whatever, you know, the guy in charge who was very weak need. He seemed unable to make decisions at the, uh, at the time that you, we needed leadership. Like, you know, and he's like, I can't do it. I'm stepping down. Oh, Gary. (laughs) <laughs> so all of that, and then there's just a sense of like you can't trust your own two eyes. You can't trust your buddy. You can't trust your your anybody you think you know. And I love that so much that this film offers up. One and, thing I've noticed on multiple viewings, especially like the older I get, the more the the ability to like look at film from a more nuanced like creative process, not just like oh, I'm watching a movie. This is a cool story. This is a cool thing I'm seeing. But um how well-defined Wilford Brimley's, like, transition from, like, being exposed to this plot point to this is not cool anymore. Like, this is a problem. Because everyone else, it kind of takes him by surprise. Like, why is he freaking out? But if you watch his character from point A to point B to point C, you have all the signs that he's like, this is fucked. So I'm going to ask you a question later on. When does he change? Oh, into the thing? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know when he changes? Uh, oh, man, that put me on the spot. We'll find out. Let me yeah. think about it. Let me think about it. I like these computer it. scenes. <laughs> oh, I have something to say about that, Excellent too. computer technology. <laughs> His freak out in the fucking comms room, though. You think that thing wanted to be an animal? No dog making a thousand miles to the coast. No, you don't understand. That 
thing wanted to be us. They're gonna be us. They wanna <laughs> be us. I was it's like, beautiful. fuck yes, dude. Because the thing is, like, it's just so good. And uh, to be fair, I think I watched Hard Target with uh, wow, Hard Target <laughs> with Van Dam, and he's in that one. He plays like a Creole, like backwoods, like well, I'm gonna get on a thing. And I was like, so to see him in this, I was like, oh, he actually is a really good actor. Dude, Wilford Brimley yeah. is a good Heat of the Night. He's in that oh, show. Oh, yeah, he's in Heat of the Night. Yeah, yeah. Dude, he, he is the Everman diabetes grandpa that you want. Welcome back to Brim Talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, here's what the back of the Betamax has to say about the thing. Holy shit. Yeah, did you pick the Betamax for a reason, or do you just like try to go with Betamax that's so different? If I think their Betamax exists, I'm going to find the Betamax. Okay. All right. The most <laughs> awkward format. Yeah. Yes. The dead format that I'm keeping alive personally. <laughs> John Carpenter, director of Halloween, The Fog, and Escape from New York, continues his phenomenal string of hits with The Thing. A new version of the classic horror thriller starring Kurt Russell, it's set in the winter of 1982 at a research station in Antarctica where a 12-man research team finds an alien being that has fallen from the sky and has remained buried in the snow for over 100,000 years. Soon it is unfrozen and unleashed, creating havoc and terror as it changes forms and becomes one of them. Put this frightening story together with outstanding performances, incredible special effects by Roy Arbogast, makeup by Rob Botton, and special visual effects by Master Albert Whitlock, and you've got a movie that Time Magazine describes as horrific. Jesus Christ, Betamax. How big <laughs> were Betamax boxes? Apparently very. It's like there's a lot of fucking smoke blowing up ass there on that one. It's like, from the makers of everything yeah. you love, bring some more stuff you're probably going to like, starring so-and-so and so-and-so. Are you familiar with these hits? Well, you're going to love the thing. But, you know. But, you know, learning that, you know, this was a bomb. Maybe they needed to jazz this back on the box, you know, jazz it up a little bit. Guess I don't know when it started picking up steam, so it's hard for me to say for certain. But the scariest movie since The Exorcist. <laughs> Not At least this we didn't one. get that. No, did get horrific though. Not unspeakable though. You can't speak of this horror. We can speak of this we can horror. Speak yeah. of this horror. Somebody better say something. <laughs> well, it was horror, horrifying. Um, do want to mention Rob Botton, by the way? That dude has done a lot of fucking cool movies. He worked on King Kong, nineteen seventy six, Rock and Roll High School. He was involved with The Fog. Uh, the Howling, oh. um, all kinds of stuff. Robocop, Total Recall, Robocop 2. Oh, with Ed 209? Yeah, Ed wow. 209. Basic Instinct. Mm. Mm. Right. All right. I don't know what Basic Instinct is. Need I, I say more? What? Oh, that's the, the vagina shot. <laughs> yeah. The one that everyone was all like, yo, you seen this movie? And I remember like finally getting to see it. Like, finally, here we go. I was like, this movie fucking blows. But Rob Botten, man, um, this dude... His special effects is really what makes this movie timeless, I think. His practical effects still work. They do. You know what I mean? Certain ones are yeah. a little bit dated, but like honestly, it still holds up. You don't like question it. You're not like, oh God. You're like, wow. It that's definitely weird. helps that it takes place in a very dark mm -hmm. area. I think that helps a lot. I'd say, you know, some of the ones in the dog kennel where the dog head is moving around a little bit that looks a little too. That's what I'm static. referring to. Yeah. That's what I'm referring to. But that's just like dated technology but like the stuff with the fucking thing clamps on his arm the thing rolls across the ceiling yeah all that shit is fucking on point it's helped by great foley work too though it, the sound oh. work here is so excellent there's not much about this movie that isn't on point yeah like that's the craziest thing is like I can't really think of anything other than the fact that someone might say it's a little bit long but even then I feel like those longer scenes kind of drive breathe? home the yeah. like 
the, the moment to breathe, but also just that kind of like, you're alone with yourself, your thoughts, this moment. Like, it really does build up that isolationist kind of feel. Did anyone see the 2011 one? Yes. How does it compare? I I need to watch it again. It's been a while. Um, but, but isn't I, it I, not a remake, but it's like... It's a prequel. Prequel. But the, the, the story beats are so similar. Don't they also yeah. just call it The Thing? Yes. yes. It's just called The Thing. Not like a year. It's just called The Thing. Stupid. And it's a prequel that basically is almost the same exact plot line as the original thing, um, the John Carpenter thing, except at the end, that's when you see like the remnants that they find at the beginning of... So it takes place in the Norwegian camp? Yes. yes. And the end of that movie is them chasing the dog. I'm not sold. Watch it, man. I think you I might like I feel like that's a, if you're going to do a prequel, right. that's cool. Okay. But I was really upset that, that it was so close. And that they called it The Thing. True. Call it something else then. Or like the, I don't know, work in The Thing, but to just call it The Thing. I know. It should have been The Thingier. The Thingest? More Things. Somebody hit Mark. Hit the me, please. The Thing 2, Electric <laughs> Thing. <laughs> crack the Thing 2, thing do. Is that what you said? <laughs> the, the, thing the Thing 2, two Electric thing do. <laughs> I like that. Oh, Let's stay with that. Um, I again, I, I'm going off of. I saw it when it came out in 2011, so we're, we're what eight, eight years. years. So I don't want to speak too much on it. I, I'm definitely going to watch it again. But okay, I remember enjoying it at the time. I remember being like, okay, this was a, a, a decently done movie, but I was really disappointed the fact that it was like almost beat for beat ends up being the original movie, Do except think- for the end. And then you're like, oh, there's the connection. But you're like, it almost felt like like if you've never seen the original. Here it is. For those of you who saw the original, hey, we tied it together. And it's like, well, who the fuck cares at this point? Do you think there was any intention to remake the original? Let's do this one first. Do you think and they, then we they intended to, to remake two? it? And then they were like, quick, tie it in. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. It's it's hard to know. I don't want to speculate. Maybe they were going to kick off a thing verse. Like well, an MCU is, for the thing. I guess this is post Iron Man. So yeah, they yeah. could have been thinging it up. But so. all right. Well, it's on my list after my much anticipated Cabin Fever rewatch. <laughs> I have an alien-related question. Okay. The you had a lot I'm of questions today. I'm an alien expert. So I was like thinking it. a lot while I was watching this. Because I've seen it a hundred times. Do you guys like this movie more than The Alien? Or, sorry, Ridley Scott's Alien. <sighs> it's such a different movie. Oh, fuck you. But they both deal with <laughs> aliens. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean... you. They both have a sense of isolation. They both have a sense of we don't know what we're fighting. It could be anywhere almost. It could be anywhere. I think Ridley Scott's... Anybody could be infected. Alien is more scary than The Thing. I think I enjoy watching The Thing more. Interesting. Okay. The Thing is, just, is a that. fun movie. I mean, it's like a dark and... But it's like... It has... Because of the special effects and their practical effects, and they have aged a bit, I've just found it fun to watch. There's nothing fun about Alien. It is a brooding, slow, dark movie. Yeah. I, oh man, that's that's a tough call. Even though it's in space, it feels wetter. That'd be like, somehow. do you like yeah. Close Encounters more than you like ET? They're just two different kinds of film. <laughs> so well, I don't think they're like that if they were far both apart, on yeah. TV, I would watch a thing over Alien. Yeah. Yeah. Really? God. Damn. That's a that's a. Really now I like Aliens call. more than the thing. See, this is how I compare <laughs> it out. We're gonna have to make a chart here for John. Like, <laughs> Alien goes here. Thing goes here. Alien 3, not as good as either of these. No, goes no one's mentioning Aliens 3, okay? <laughs> it's on a complicated chart. Aliens, the thing, Alien. I know you said you were bad at math, but hopefully 3 I is manageable. Okay, thank you for clearing that up. No I problem. really like Alien 3, so y'all can go fuck yourself. I the prison one? Fine. Yeah. 
Oh. You watch the director's cut, it's actually really funny. Dude, we do. The thing is better than Alien 3. Oh, like, yes, absolutely. On. No question. But <laughs> off, off, like, I guess off record, we do have to, I guess, cover Alien at some point. I can't believe we missed that one. Well, we held off on it because we weren't really sure if it was more of a sci fi as opposed to horror. And plus, it's like, you know. I think Alien is definitely horror. Oh, Aliens Alien definitely and, is yeah. horror. But, like, we'll, we, we got plenty of time. Yeah. The other um, fun ones. Are, we'll get there. Back yeah. into it. Mark, what about you? Do you prefer Alien over Thing? We said the thing's your favorite horror movie, so I feel like... I guess I need to set up my history with Alien, and it won't take long, but I never actually... Like, yeah, strap in. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Aliens first. I saw James Cameron Aliens first. Oh, no. I saw Aliens first, so, too, actually. No. 1979 Alien I didn't see until after I saw The Thing. Oh, I'm so sorry, you guys. So you know what? I like the thing more than the alien, or alien. I keep saying the alien, but yeah, I like the thing more than alien because I saw them out of order. Mm. So when I don't I, think when I, I f- lost much by seeing Aliens first. Aliens is such a different film yeah, than Alien. But that's an action film. Yo, yeah, hundred you know I mean? percent. So yeah. as me kid watching original nineteen seventy nine Alien, I was like, Where's the There's action? not enough aliens in this Alien <laughs> movie. Where's you know the beef? I mean? See, I feel like Alien has the same thing that the Thing does. Is like you can immediately recognize every character. Yeah, every character's like developed enough Absolutely. to where you feel like you you have a connection to everyone when something happens to them. Boom! In Aliens. I didn't give a shit if the grunts died. Come on, Marquez, let's get in there. I was like, fuck off. Go well, get eaten already. That was their job, right? I mean, in, <laughs> I once know, the initial... But then the fucking kid gets in. I, we're devote, <laughs> just completely like deluging into... like deluge. I don't know how to... I don't know what words are. We're, we're totally <laughs> digressing. Deviating into aliens. But like when fucking Newt shows up, I was checked the fuck out. I no, was like, Newt plays an important role. And then when like Sigourney was like, even as a kid, I've you were like, protect, fuck Newt. I've got to protect this baby. Man. I was like, fuck off. You have bigger things to worry about. That kid is literally a liability. No, as a young kid, that's watching the point it, I was, I was of like, aliens. I've, I've ever been like, like, if it was me, you should leave my ass. Like, you need to get out of here. Like, there's nothing I'm going to do. And yes, I know she serves a purpose, blah, blah, right, blah, that's blah, the, blah. That's her whole character arc. Except when they Ripley's fix character. that problem in three and kill that little kid right out the gate. Well, and I wouldn't her little, call it fixed. And her yeah. little, like, boyfriend, like, oh, I'm the leader of the team, but I'm not really, like, confident in myself. I kind of like you. Who gives a shit? Shut the fuck up. You got bigger problems. Anyway. I think if you're struggling not with a character big, arcs not here. A, Aliens is a good good movie but i fucking hate aliens compared to alien and that was definitely because i saw alien first and i was like this is creepy this is awesome and then aliens 2 was just like terminator 2 versus terminator 1 yeah terminator 2 way better no way get out of town (laughs) as someone who just watched terminator 1 and 2 john you're wrong <laughs> um, but I fight, I fight, eh, but we're ooh, way off the fight. <laughs> I still prefer aliens to alien. Yeah. Oh, but again, 100%. that's because I watched it backwards. Yeah. Um, I guess it depends on what I'm in the mood for. If I'm in the mood for a horror movie, I would say alien. If I'm in the mood for a fun, great film with awesome character Corporal arcs, Hicks was not a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Corporal he, Hicks. Was, he was a good character. No Nuke for orbit. It's the only way you could be sure. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Anyway, God, I sidetracked us all. Yeah, why would you um, ask that We question? should talk more about Alien and Aliens later. Um, but no. This I, episode <laughs> has been so much not about the thing. I love it. This is going to be a long episode. Right. Well, I think the challenge is we only have amazing things to say about the thing, right? How much can we just keep going on fucking talking True, about how For awesome those of our is. listeners who like aren't familiar with the movie as much as maybe we are. 
Yeah. We have an obligation to get into this plot. Oh, yeah. No, that's an important part. talk about some of this stone cold shit that happens here. Which we're going to do. being badass. We'll do that right After now. After 20 more minutes of alien talk. After this commercial break. <laughs> Squarespace. <laughs> but don't take my word for it. I am saying the thing over Alien 1. Okay. I don't know if I said that, but that's, that's okay. my You that's You my did. Position. So you would say, John, you said thing over Alien. Yes. You said thing over Alien. Oh, God. I mean, I get that the alien is so fucking influential. You know what I mean? I understand its importance. But and the I thing love is that influential, film. I love too. that film. I would have to probably say I would I would probably put on the thing before no alien. Kidding. Okay, well, that's three things. Yeah. Yeah. And I no mean, aliens. depending on your mood, of course, that can, that can fluctuate. <laughs> I mean, John, are you still escape from New York over... Oh, yeah. Checking in on that. Uh, <laughs> um, Where are we at, John? This well, is Garrett checking in with John. Where are I we think at? Chopper big noise. trouble is... <laughs> Hi, Garrett out here on the uh, the tarmac. I don't know why it sounded like I was jerking off. I was yeah, that's not what a helicopter like... sounds like. Uh, well, big trouble's creeping up, but uh, uh, New York is still safely in the lead by uh, by a hair, maybe. Okay. All right, thanks, John. Yeah. We'll check in at the end of the episode. <laughs> Anybody want this dog? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is going on with this episode? I love it. Um, So, yeah, The Thing. Who do you prefer, Kurt Russell or Nicolas Cage? For what? This is just the episode of questions. Yeah, what is happening? (laughs) This is my my favorite episode now. (laughs) That's another question I wrote down while watching The Thing. I like Kurt Russell more than I like Well, you cannot compare. Again, you cannot compare (laughs) these two. Nicolas Cage is balls of the wall chaos, and Kurt Russell is calm, cool, badass. Well, but are you thinking Con Air Nick Cage? Calm, cool, badass. Oh, Con Air Nick Cage is still fucking crazy as hell, okay? The man like... Con Air Cage? Con Air. I'm just reading what's on the paper here, okay, ladies and gentlemen? (laughs) Oh, I, you know... I, I could not compare the two, but if we ever wanted to do like a shitty Expendables <laughs> and get like the next rung down yeah, of B-list. people. How has Kurt Russell not been in Expendables no, 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 no. yet? Well, I don't know. He's not at the same he's action, not an action star. star. Yeah. He's a badass who well, plays a lot of okay. cool roles, but okay. he's never been like fucking Rambo or he's never been like in Predator, you know? Like, True. Like even in the thing, you could argue he's the 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 hero badass, and he's, he's still Stargate. he's just drinking and basically like, get the blowtorch. So, I mean, can you really say Snake is not an action star? Snake, that's listen, true. That's an action well, character. A, to be fair, what does Snake do other than that, that badass yeah. fight scene? There's right. a few times. Other than that, he's just doing normal shit. He's doing like just shooting. But he guns, saves the driving. president. True. But he didn't really do anything crazy to get him back, other than a few points. Mm. Yeah, but they compared let, to like Rambo or like. But they let fucking, Dolph Lundgren in there. Yeah, that motherfucker fought Rocky and killed Apollo Creed. You he was also He Man. I mean, look. Oh, I he was He Man too. He was He Man. Yeah. I get it. But still, okay, but seems like wasn't Bruce open. Willis in there? John McClane, not nearly as much of an action star as Snake Plissken. Oh, John McClane did not save the president. Well, are we talking just Die Hard? Or are we talking like the Die Hard series? Because in Die Hard Four, he fucking surfs a fucking jet, bro. Oh, that's true. And then and <laughs> he the, jumps that police car up into it. Yeah, uh, I forgot about that. He does also take out a in uh, the one with the fucking. Uh, it doesn't matter, but that's one four. of them. That's yeah, four. he takes out a, a helicopter. Yeah, he jumps a car. the police car up into fucking, the helicopter. Okay, yeah, Snake and never in, did and that. And then in two, he basically like he like he. And three, he jumps off the bridge in New York onto that that, uh, that oh, shipping yeah. car. Let's be honest. The dude is much more action-y than fucking uh, Russell. Okay. I okay. love Russell, but let's be honest, like, a little so, bit different. what happens in The Thing? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, well what happens is, speaking of helicopters... Kurt Russell comes in and asks everybody, do you prefer tacos or pizza? Yeah. What's the next question on your list here? Do you like mm. daytime or nighttime more? I didn't take any notes, and Mark has notes to spare that are not about the movie. <laughs> no, Mark's, yeah. Mark's like, I wonder if Mercury's in retrograde right now. <laughs> Let me Google. Let's find out. All right. You guys want to talk about the thing? We'll talk about the thing. That's what we're here to do. Yeah. <laughs> this movie title crackles on after seeing a flying saucer fly into our atmosphere. I, fo- I totally forgot about that. About yeah. that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so cheesy. I forgot about the... It the... starts the same way Predator does. Oh, that's a good point. We see the Where's alien... Where's prefer more? Predator <laughs> or the thing? <laughs> the thing, dude, by a mile. I still love the Predator. Predator was the first rated R movie oh I ever God. saw. <laughs> Do you really want to go to this rabbit hole? Predator is not even thing? vaguely in the vein of the, anyway. Did we mention that Mark has been drinking during our recording That's session? Clearly it obvious. Is awesome. Can you tell? I don't know. Oh, we can tell. Yeah, well, we're it. talking about Predator somehow. So to say we got off the rails. I was saying that both Welcome movies. Welcome back to badass talk. Yeah. Both, both of these alien movies start out the same way. We they see do. the uh, UFO enter our atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then I guess, according to the back of the box, I didn't realize this 100,000 years yes. take well, place. See, I looked at the, the earth in the, the thing shot, and I was like, Was it Pangea? It Is looked like Pangea. <laughs> I was like, bro, do you do Pangea? <laughs> nice I was fucking like, catch, man, because yeah, I didn't catch I did that not notice all. the Pangea. If you look at it, it's very like the, the Arctic area well, is kind of close to a large landmass, like that it's too big to be South the America. The thing then needs to learn some geology lessons, because it was not Pangea 100,000 years ago. Well, I know, but I'm saying like, like it definitely. I know like you know. Look, I don't think John Carpenter knows. Well, perhaps the continents weren't quite in Pangea. No, they definitely were they just definitely exactly were. like how they were right now. Oh, okay. But I looked at that like multiple times. Yeah. And like, it's like, is that the right landmass? It didn't it was, look right, but I was like, I don't think that's the right landmass. Maybe it's just a shittily drawn Earth. It may have been. <laughs> like they just fucking put the intern on, and he was like, yeah, I think uh, South America's here. Whatever. Didn't we just uh, like find a new planet that like legit can sustain life? Like, didn't you guys read that article? No. Oh, you should check it Probably out. Probably did, but we we did like we just found like a new one. Like mm-hmm. it's like full on like yo, this could be it. Okay. It's time to abandon this dumpster. Let's go. Yeah, we need Earth too because we <laughs> fucked this Earth up. We we drove this Earth like it was a rental. Project dumpster <laughs> fire is go. Anyway, yeah. Then we get the nice title screen. The thing crackles over. Great. With the logo. blue light. Yeah. Great man, logo. So iconic, man. The music's a little bit loud at this point. Like it definitely is like attacking your senses. <laughs> But it was like, it definitely gives you this like, you hear that? <laughs> I heard it. it not attack my <laughs> The senses, audience is but. listening. Um, yeah, it was really cool. And then we cut straight to fucking helicopters and shoot at dogs. Some are cold. Some might call it Antarctica. One, one should definitely call it Antarctica. Yeah, because that's exactly where, where they are. Yes. Yeah. Was there a splash that said Antarctica? No, the character said it multiple times. Yes. I'm in Antarctica. In the dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Was it established when we got to the snow? Yeah. Uh, I don't know the answer to do that Do you guys want to get hung up on this? Yeah, let's do it. When exactly <laughs> did we find out? How cold is snow? Well, if you looked at how, how, <laughs> 32 degrees, uh, if you looked at how the UFO crashed, you could clearly see it was landing in a Antarctica-looking Pangea-like continent. <laughs> All right. Well, John, why don't you start us off? Oh, boy. Okay. How does the movie kick off? Well, it kicks off with a UFO. We're or past that part. We're past that part. Okay. Dog in the snow. <laughs> right. So a helicopter comes in doing helicoptery shit, but uh, but not well, I would say, because it crashes, which is uh, not what you want your helicopter to do. Usually want to keep it in the air. Yeah. So this one does not stay there. It hits the ground. Um, and then a man comes out. And he fires... Right away. 800 bullets yeah, well, at this animal it was, and misses every time. He's a, a terrible he's shot. He's not a sharpshooter. Well, it's because Absolutely not. it's possible he's an alien, never seen a gun before. 
The guy in the plane? No, the guy in the plane no, the guy is in not. The helicopter is not an alien. No. No. Okay. Well, no, then I have those, no those place for his take the dog Did you out think it was? I don't know. To be no. honest, you don't know. No. No, he was not. He, there's no <laughs> way he could have. They were trying to kill the dog because they knew it was. It oh, could be infected. that's a good point. Yeah, like, we that was take the this. whole point he, of they, the... They full on Wilford Brimley before Wilford Brimley, Wilford Brimley. Good point. Dude, that was hard to say. Yeah, but you did it well. Good work. Yeah. yeah. Check your blood sugar and check it off. Um, Diabetes. <laughs> God, he is a poor shot, though. He's not yeah, an action he's star. No, but maybe he's the scientist. He's not the sharpshooter of the Norwegian bunch. Also, if you're willing to like go out trying to take this thing out, just fucking crash a helicopter into it. Right. Oh, that that would have saved the whole movie. We wouldn't have had a film. Yeah. Good uh, job, Norwegian. But instead, he gets himself shot. Yeah. Um, Pretty cold, well, not cold-blooded, but I mean, not. he wasn't exactly worried about it. Over a vast amount of area, this helicopter is chasing a wolf, lands his helicopter, and stupidly throws a grenade back at his chopper and blows his own chopper up as he's chasing this dog. Well, the dog kind of beelines past him and he throws it at the dog, but it's next to the chopper and ends up blown up. He the gets chopper. totally outsmarted by this dog, is what we're saying. Yes. The dog has run itself straight into the American camp of, uh, I think they're in the military, right? I assume they I were it was scientific. I thought yeah. it was a scientific camp. Okay. Um, the Americans are spooked. They don't know what the fuck's going on. All they know is this like random sled dog is running into the camp and there's some crazed armed right. gunmen running at them. And I guess they really couldn't tell what they were shooting at. So they're like, are they shooting at us? Like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Right. So they cap him. Yeah. Like, as you would. Like, right. dude, this man is a menace. Snake comes out, out and uh, does what it, oh, yeah, right away. There is a title card that says Antarctica Winter 1982. About 30 seconds into the for. movie. Yeah. Thank you for... Thank you so, for clearing that up. So we go. Snake comes out and just fucking caps him. Right? It was Snake. No, it wasn't Snake. No. no. It was Gary. Gary. God, yeah, I'm fucking um, terrible at this. This is why uh, Garrett does it. He, <laughs> he shot him from a window. Yeah. Yes. But he yeah. takes him out pretty yeah, well. He, takes He's, he is a they're sharp not shooter. Sure. They're like, they're, we got to protect our fucking camp because we don't know what's going on. Right. And then the dog gets picked up. And at this point, they're like, what's going on? And, and then I immediately thought of you again. I was like, right. How does Garrett like this movie? Because you hate animal cruelty. I hate animal cruelty. And this movie is heavy on Well, to cruelty. be fair, it's not people fucking up animals. It's Aliens? an alien thing fucking up animals. Okay. And to be fair, eh, who knows? I wasn't thrilled to see the dogs get strangled and fucking killed in that scene. I wasn't thrilled seeing the dogs split open and become whatever the fuck it became. Dude, that was crazy. That was so grody. Also, if you don't know what you're getting into, watching a dog get shot at 800 times from a helicopter must be very confusing. Oh, at first I was like, mm -hmm. I was, when I first saw this movie, I was like, that dog better not get shot. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. I was like, yeah. what is going on here? I'm yeah. not okay with this. By default, I'm pro dog. So I was just rooting for the dog the whole time. Yeah. So we, so basically to kind of cut through it, because we've been talking for a long ass time, we'll kind of bull through some of the beginning of the plot. One of the guys takes the dog inside, not knowing that it could be infected. The rest of the crew is like investigating. They're like, it's from the other camp. What's going on? That's weird. Let's go investigate. We'll take the helicopter over their camp and find out what, what could be going down. We, we do need to set up that the winter is, is closing in. Yes, winter is coming. So <laughs> thank <laughs> so, you, Game of Thrones. Yes. Um, so Though it's Antarctic, so it's kind of, it's, it's going to be more winter. Yes. Yeah. Negative 40, I think they said at some point. Right, as opposed to like negative 30. So Jeez. it's terrible for them. So they integrate the dog with their own sled dogs and take him back. And they, they uh, actually, they just let Not him yet. wander around. Yeah, they just take the, the dog the inside. The dog just kind of just chills. The yeah. dog's inside, just chilling out with the family, the crew, the family, the, the crew inside while um, McCready and yeah. uh, Wilford Brimley and someone else. They all pack up in their own helicopter and like, let's go find out what happened at that Norway camp. Yeah, the Norwegian camp. They fly out there and the place has been demolished. Oh, yeah. It's just utterly destroyed. It's chaos. There's like a dead body, and I thought it was a really cool effect of like, 
frozen blood sickles, yes. like hanging off one of the corpses, and they're like, "Well, shit!" And they find a pile of burnt things, and they pick up and take back to their camp. What they they're it's a, it's just a creature. It's like a twin faced monster thing, and they're like, "I don't know if it's human. I don't know what it is." And they present it to everybody there at the at the U.S. base, and they're like, "Look." Don't know what this is, guys. Before they fly back, they're about to leave, and they're like, guys, you have to take a look at this. And they go out back, and they like walk a little bit of the ways, the and you find this huge hole in the ice. And they're like, what were they doing here? And like, we don't know. Let's go down and check it out. They And they're like, how deep do you think that thing's buried? Because it's like this big object underneath the ice that's been cleared out. Like, I want to say maybe like, imagine like multiple, like maybe Olympic size like swimming pool. spaceship size. Yes. To- Spaceship size hole. You can see the top of whatever it is. Like, what is that? Like, I don't know. How deep do you think that is? And then, like, Brimley's like, yo, um, based off how deep it is, the soil samples we've collected around here, that's probably like 100,000 years, like, worth of ice on top of it. So, so they drop down. Yeah. yeah. Comes. I must have missed so that line. So they drop down, and they kind of look at it like, it's never anything I've seen before. And they're like, well, let's get out of here. It's starting to get dark. We don't want to get back before it gets all crazy. Plus, I'm, I'm done with whatever the fuck this is. They grab all the Norwegian documents also in a lot of their videotape. <laughs> yes, like, they grab the data. It's like, what do you want that for? He's like, you don't know. Maybe there's some info here that we yeah, need. Yeah, Brimley says that. Yeah, and they all take it back to the camp. Brimley's on point. My man, he is And McCready, Kurt Russell is more just kind of like, I'm here to protect you guys. I'm here to do a mission. He's very kind of like apathetic to what's going on. Like, well, this is fucked up, but this doesn't concern us kind of thing. Brimley's like, this is could be a problem. I'm going to check this out. What did you think of Kurt Russell's introduction? He's sitting at a computer playing fucking chess and he's drinking like a, a liquor J&B, drink. J&B, yeah. And he, like, he loses the game of chess and then just pours it into the computer. He's like... Cheating bitch. He and I was like, cheating bitch. That's like the only chess game for miles around, right, and also, you just ruin it for everybody. It's like 1982, right? So that computer chess costs hundreds of thousands of dollars, <laughs> yes. probably. Yes. And yes, he in the middle of the snow, he just yeah. fucked chess. I think it was a great winter. moment to really kind of like showed you his character, kind of like fuck it, you know, like this kind of like whatever. This no, is, that is I'm not fuck this. it. Fuck it would have been to just walk away. <laughs> yeah. True, but like for him, it was just like, you know, that kind of level of like reactions like, eh, okay. Nobody else is playing chess. That's all no, I'm saying. Everyone's done. But I feel like he had a relationship with that chess computer because he like, he the way he did like reacted to it, it's kind of like, oh, she's been doing this for years. Been cheating on me for weeks. <laughs> but um, so yeah, they bring this stuff back. Um, at this point, they're starting to, Brimley and a couple people were like, yo, what's going on? Like, what is this? And he's like, doing research, he's like, it's weird. The cells look dead, but they're not dead. They're still alive. They start like doing the research. And at that point, Brimley's like, okay, this is fucked up. Like the cells are taking on the shape of other things. And he starts to piece it together. Like this was foreign. Was this before the dog attack or this is before post? This is before. Cause at this point they're like, I think they interrupt this. Yes. With the dog attack. Yeah. Cause, okay. um, cause basically like, as you know, like, like elsewhere, McCready and some of the people was like, Hey, take that dog to the stable. And he's like, okay, come on, boy. He takes him out there, locks the dog up. We cut back to them doing the research. That's when we kind of find out that it's alien. And then we see the dog, the dogs in the pen, the good ones being attacked by the alien dog, the thing. And then it starts to form into this weird shit. Then we hear the the guy i can't remember the guy's name but the guy who takes care of the dog clark clark goes back there and he's like what the fuck and he sees like this giant monstrosity trying to like assimilate the dogs it and basically so be cool. like 
a like form take the form of dogs, but like it has to like assimilate yeah, its like form. Like a dog Voltron. Yes. Like a like a <laughs> like a, a, a very classy shunty. Unite. <laughs> but um yeah, so it's like trying to like get the dog DNA to basically take over and become take the form of it. Um at this point, that's when Brimley's like, oh shit, it's trying to take take over our cells, it's trying to duplicate our cells. And then they all get called out. Yeah, it was one of the best lines I think in the movie, where it's like, "Oh, you know, he wants to flamethrower," and he's like, "Oh, what is he?" He goes, "I don't know, but it's it's weird and it's angry." Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> fucking love it. So everyone hears the siren, ends up running out to the dog pen. They see this monstrosity at this point. They're like, what "I mean, the it's fuck? it's a Kira level fucking fleshy oh, grossness yeah. going on." In this it is pen. crazy. It's like half formed like bodies and blood, and yeah, like it's digesting <clears throat> ha- the dogs out there. Like it's it like, spits up it's dogs. Sucks. Carcasses. Yeah, like sucks in like 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 if like these tendrils and the stuff like goes out and sucks your body in, it takes over like the DNA and then spits out a fully formed version of whatever it is. So it seems like the best time to to advance on this creature is during the mutation process where it's trying to do the With mimicry. most vulnerable. Yeah, because clearly it wasn't doing much. Other than well, I guess trying really. to finish like like when a snake molts, right? Well it or shoots out one like of its tentacles at the people. And then they're like, whoa, watch out. And then like, but yeah, it really can't do a whole lot at that point. And then Keith David runs in with a flamethrower and he's all like, uh, Kurt Russell's like, torch it. And he's like standing, he's like, I said torch it. And then he fucking torched this thing. It looks like this god awful scream. That scream, the thing scream is amazing. That thing haunts my fucking dreams. <laughs> like I hear that noise when I'm fucking terrified. I'm like, oh my God, get out of here. So they do that. Um, Clark is all devastated because the dogs got killed and fucking torched. Clark is the animal lover, clearly. And then everyone's like, what the shit is going on? And that's when Brimley like, like, okay, this is what's going on. This thing adapts to us. It takes over. It could be any of us. And that's when he starts asking questions like, who's been alone with that dog? And that's when Clark's like, oh, it was running around the facility for a while. And he's like, how long? He's like, a couple hours. And he was like, any of, like Brimley at this point is like, any of us could be infected. So now everyone's right. dealing with the aftermath, and they're like, well, and Brimley goes back to his like his his you know his his research, science, like his yeah. research yeah. and stuff. And this is one of my favorite parts of the film is like he's looking at a, the slowest computer, <laughs> uh, like tiny blocks of pixels closing in on each other, and it says like computer. How long for odds, it to be infected? No, the odds yeah, what is, of someone being infected was like seventy five percent. Probability that one or more team members have been infected by intruder organisms seventy five percent. Projection, if intruder organism reaches civilized areas, entire world population infected by 27,000 hours yeah. from first contact. It's like, how long is that? It's, it's like three, three years. years. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, three years. But now, this scene is the predecessor to all the, I got to go Google search right. and internet look up, you know, the, <laughs> the story. <laughs> how did he have this program handy to go? It's a good thing they brought their alien infestation program. I think program. he wrote that program. Yeah, he oh, literally wrote it on my, the spot. On I think the spot. my man is like, just prepared for whatever. Check your blood sugar. Check it often. Diabetes. Fucking Brimley Hacker Man. Well, to be fair, they're digging into ice. They're looking for organism. They're looking for, like, they're researching, like, what could be in the ice yeah. from, like, ancient times. I don't think they came prepared with an alien no, infestation they didn't, program. But I'm sure it could de- basically justify, like, cell, like, regeneration. Brimley knows C, bro. Okay. Hey, okay. I believe that. Yeah. Brimley's a man of many hats. Yeah. Okay. 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 So, um, so yeah. Best so scene in the movie. At this point, he's like, okay. Anybody could be infected. Um, there's some character building. Some things happen. Everyone's a little bit like, whoa, what's going on? Should we be concerned? Um, some characters are like asking like, hey, have you seen Childs? 
Um, have you seen this character or whoever the character is like, have you seen like this person around? Like, I haven't really seen him. It's like, okay, well let's go get the doc. At this point, Brimley loses his shit and he's like sabotaging the helicopter. He's sabotaging the communications room to make sure that they are completely cut off. So this could never get out. Everyone's freaking out like, oh my God, what's he doing? We got to stop him. They finally like stop him, subdue him. They're like, what the hell? Why is he freaking out? And they're like, oh, because he's like, anybody could be infected. And that's like, we're so-and-so. And I can't right. remember the character's name. Well, this is this is after they took in the dog corpse and started cutting it open and doing an <laughs> yeah, autopsy. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, shit, he has the digested dogs in it. It's turning into one of those. Yeah, so they all believe, like, they so all now know this is now, what it is. This is the real threat. Now, Blair, which is Brimley's character, uh, is like, any one of us could be right. a monster. This, yeah, this is before he gets goes fucking bad shit. Yeah. And that's when he starts losing and starts trashing everything, which I assume, like, okay, so I asked you early on, like, when did Blair change? I still think he's human at this point. Oh, yeah. When he's trashing you know everything, I mean? he's totally human. Because he's trying to stop it from spreading. He's yes, because like, he's he's a science, he's a data-driven yeah, dude. He's, he's like, like, this is a world It has to die killer. with us. We have to stop it yes. from getting to the mass population. It's a sacrifice. Right. And then they finally, like, he's losing his shit. They subdue him and then go lock him in a tool shed. Oh, I know. In, in another building. It's like, oh, well, I mean, I Where get it. Where can, quote, unquote, be safe or, like, from, they keep the, each other safe. Right. And then they, they later, there's such a great sad Wolford scene. I don't want to stay out here anymore. I want to come back inside. I'm not going to harm anybody, and there's nothing wrong with me. And if there was, I'm all better now. I'd like to come back inside. Now, you got my promise. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute, man. I want to come back inside, don't you understand it? I'm all right. I'm much better. And I won't harm anybody. You gotta let me come back inside. Yeah. I'm okay. Let he's got me, like a I would noose like to, hanging the whole time. I know he's about to hang himself, yeah. dude, because he knows. But that's the thing is, like, I don't know if he was ever infected, though. I think he might have been human the whole time. I think he was human the whole time. Mm, he was no. definitely alien at the end. He had to get. He was probably. Oh, yeah. He was at least infected during the autopsy because they yeah. said even one particle can infect you, and he was like fucking balls deep. Maybe in that it was dog, just like so. maybe it was just a slow infection for him. But yeah, I, yeah, because they're like looking for another character. They're like, well, where's so and so? Like, I don't know. He was hanging out with the, he with the corpse in the freezer because McCready told him to put the mm-hmm. corpse in the freezer. At that point, one of the characters walks in and sees the the corpse like infecting this person's body. They run back out. They're like, McCready, oh my god, so and so's getting infected. Dude, and that scene up. is fucking wild. Then they run back in, and then the the corpse isn't there. And they're like, well, where is he? I don't know. Then they run outside and he's like running in the snow, like half formed. Ooh. Like he's like all like half alien, half formed. And he turns around and he's like, <laughs> like he can't talk. He just like lets out that fucking guttural scream yeah. again. And they're like, fuck it. They dump gas in the ground. They're like, torch this motherfucker. Yeah. They uh, the, burn the, his ass to the ground. The twin faced corpse from the Norway uh, camp reinvigorated itself or came back alive. Yes, because and Brimley took, says the cells are never really dead. Yeah, and he took the shape of Bennings. Or he was he was in yeah. mid-transformation of their 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 friend Bennings and he's out there in the snow and you can't tell that he's really a creature at this point. He's he's progressed so far. Until he when they fought they all like surround him and that's when he lets out that fucking scream that haunts yeah. your nightmares. And yeah. Holy shit. You see like his arms like half fucked up and his face is a little jacked yeah. up and stuff. But such a good scene. And that's at that point where they're like, okay, we now all have to do something about this because anybody could be infected. And that's yeah. when we start getting to like who can you trust? Paranoia is just full blown yes. at this point. And so no one knows who's been infected, who can be trusted with what 
And then they come up with a test. They're like, hey, could you test the blood that we have on hand? And they're like, yeah, I can do that. And they go in there, the blood's been smashed. And like, who else is infected that would have smashed all the blood? Then, Every, everybody has their suspicions. Like, yeah. I think it's Fuchs. No, I, I think, think it's so Gary. And, so. think, and it's that know, whole like, who could nobody's it be? Nobody's trustworthy at this point. Anybody could yeah. be the creature. And the story's playing out with a lot of that. And it's just done so beautifully and well. The pacing's just on point. At some point, because um, there's a big showdown between McCready and um, Keith David's character, Childs. Childs. Yeah. There's a, there's a whole thing where both of them go out into the snow together, and they find McCready's tattered shirt. That's right. Remember? Yeah. So all of a sudden, everybody suspects Kurt Russell's character as being the creature. Yeah. So Childs is like, I fucking left him outside. I just cut him loose. There's no way he's going to be alive. And But then Kurt Russell breaks back into the facility and he's holding a stick, a That's bundle right. of They're dynamite. Like, well, he's outside and he's dead. Well, he comes back in like half frozen. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, you're going to listen to me. I'm going to fucking blow us all up if you don't fucking yeah. chill out. Holding I'm a not bundle the of dynamite is like, fuck off. You know, yeah. we're going to do what I want. You know, that was so cool looking. He was yeah. just like, like he looked half dead and it was like, whoa. I mean, if you think about it, you're in Antarctic like, yeah. temperatures. Yeah, you're almost dead. So at that point, like everyone's like hesitantly like, okay, we'll stop and figure this out. And that's when McCready's like, I have a test. Everyone's going to cut their finger, put their blood in this little like Petri dish, and then I'm going to heat up this fucking little like um, wire, and we're going to touch it to the blood because it reacts to heat. Right. He, he says some of the fact that the organism is all one, no matter if it's in pieces, because at some point, like a head tears itself off and wanders off. Dude, that off. scene was so insane. Oh, where... the, the dead corpse. It, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, because someone's doing an autopsy on one of the guys, and his arm goes into it oh. and gets bitten off, and then the head... Pops falls off, off the yeah, ceiling, becomes a spider. Spider head and runs around. Dude, so fucked up. I love that scene. Like, I can't even describe it to yeah. do it justice. To me, that was literally, that was actually the best scene in the movie. It it's was definitely like wild, some of the best like, effect gore yeah. stuff. Um, but then, so he's testing all the blood and he's like, now I'm going to show you what I already know. And then he touches it to the his own blood. He's not infected. And he's working his way down. And then finally they get to one Petri dish and it jumps up at you, scares the hell out of you. It scares me every time yeah, it happens. That is too. a earned jump scare, man. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Every time it happens, even though I know it's coming, it still makes me jump. And that's when they're like, oh my God, so-and-so's infected. And then it's a scramble of who's going to get infected, who's going to get killed. Are they going to be able to catch everybody in time? And the right. story it, plays it was, out. It was, it was smack dab in the middle yeah. Of the blood tests. Yes. Yeah, so where they start the they start fighting, and that's when the character Norris falls over and he's hurt, and they throw him on the gurney, and that's when they start defibbing him. Yeah. They defibrillate her, and, and his chest just opens up, and it's like a full mouth of teeth yeah. in the yeah. chest, and it totally eats the doctor's hands, like, straight off. Bites him off. Yeah, because it's like a way to, like, stop the test from going. Like, it's like his way of kind of like, oh, I'll derail it by acting like I'm, I'm fucked right. up. So they ignite, the, they ignite uh, the body. They ignite Norris on fire, and then the head just, like, tears itself off, grows fucking spider legs and two stalk eyes, and starts to walk out of the room, and everybody just turns around and is like... What the fuck? Because <laughs> you got to be shitting me. Yeah, I think it's a very realistic great fucking yeah. line. Yeah, yeah. And they just torch that thing too. Uh, and then they continue with the blood test. And it turns out, like, um, during the final part of the blood test, Clark, the animal lover, mm -hmm. he has grabbed a scalpel and he still doesn't trust McCready. Like, he's yeah. going to go and kill McCready. Well, he just turns around and blasts him right in the head. Yeah. And he's dead. When they test his blood, he was human the whole time. Yeah. So that was like a, oh shit, dude, you just made a bad that call. That was outright murder. Russell. Yeah. Yeah. But to be fair, kill this be point, killed, eh, yeah. you know, again, you don't know who's anything who. Anything yeah. goes, baby. Um, but yeah, so they find out that someone else is still infected and then it becomes like, you know, like, 
fuck it, we got to stop this thing at any cost. And so they decide they're going to like burn the facility down. Um, right, because they determine they can't just leave it because the cold doesn't bother it. It will just yeah. hide until hide out, another... They, they say that specifically. Yeah. They're like, we can't just leave it here because it'll just go back into hibernation and it'll come out at another point and then... Yeah, well, here's what happened. They tested everybody's blood and they're like, we got to test Blair's, which is uh, Wilford Brimley. Right. He's, out in, go the, out, he's out in yeah. the shed. And he's gone. And he's missing. They go inside and apparently he, he had tunneled a little cavern underneath the shed and started building a fucking UFO. <laughs> yes, it was Holy so great. Shit. Yes. I was like, what the shit <laughs> is this? That's when we know that he's been turned. Yes, yeah, because I mean, at that's some point right, in the right, shed, he right. had started building his own. Trying part to find a way to get out. Yeah. Was, that part was super far-fetched. Yeah, that was a little <laughs> jump to Sharky. Like, all right, he's fucking building a UFO. Now, he yeah. got really far from what could have only been a couple of... <laughs> all like, he needed was a power source, and I think he could have taken <laughs> yeah. off and flown to <laughs> Built a UFO in like, it's, it's a hours. US scooter. <laughs> <laughs> it's the moped of space. It's, it's a, a Razor UFO. He Ubered himself a UFO. But yeah, it was at that point, I was like, okay, sometime during his captivity in the shed, the fucking thing, got to him. That's probably the weakest yeah. part of the movie in re- like realistically. Like, I mean, I love that the tunnel part, when you find out he's trying to build yeah. a, a ship. I and mean, the thing is, though, is like, if you think about it from an organism perspective, you're gonna do whatever you can to get away. Right. So it makes sense that the organism, the thing, is actually flight or fight, you know? So it's trying to flight and then, um, like, literally. Oh. But um, Before we continue, I think this is a really good point that I need to bring up. One of my only complaints with this film is I don't know the passage of time. I don't know how long this is supposed to be, but based on the fact that this creature's built the damn ship, I think it's been months. No. I thought it was it's one like, day. It's like two days yeah. at max. I feel like it's been a it's long like time. It's like two or three days, man. No, because people, they, all right, because then Wolfer would have definitely died from lack of food if it had been months. If it had been months, he would have been dead because no one was taking shit out But it was a fully stocked shed. It wasn't like empty, you know? And I mean, they were taking him stuff. They were talking to him. Well, that's true. And you don't build a news right away. I mean, except though that Brimley was That's probably, but Brimley was probably also like, I got to take myself out quick because I'm, I'm not going to be infected. A, I'm going to say it's been a month. No, no, I think one month. It's like tops I'm, a tops week, five days. Yeah, tops like, yeah, tops a week, man. And that's even pushing. I say like five days max. I think the movie could do a little bit better of telling us how long time is. I don't think you even need that though. Like unless you're getting into like I the mean, details, I guess you like, don't. But to be fair, maybe like they've mastered fucking space travel. I'm sure they've got a fucking blueprint down like where there's like everyone knows how to build something. Well, he's small building kind of a ship. fucking spaceship out of a helicopter. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like that probably you takes know, a little bit but of time. It couldn't have been a long time or they would have noticed the helicopters missing fucking yeah. pieces. Hey, where did half the body of that helicopter I go? I thought it was like locker lids. Like the doors of the locker not, were part of it. They're not taking two weeks to basically, like, you know what we should do? We should do this blood test, but we'll do a test a day. You know, like we'll do one person's blood Wait, a day. I mean, how long could Kurt Russell have been outside in Antarctic weather? Fucking less than an hour. Yeah. So that all had to happen really but fast. But I feel like there's time past of like Blair slash Brimley's character Watching the computer. No, you know, that's layout. like the same day. Like dude. his researching. Like, I feel like that was the passage. No, because remember, they, he said, like, how long has the dog been in here? And he's like, only for like maybe True. like four or five hours. And he's okay. like, okay. And they took us straight to the kennel. And that's when every, the shit went tits up. So, yeah, man, we're talking like maybe three days. Yeah, it ends at the night, at nighttime. So I think three days, because the daytime with the Norwegians, mm-hmm. nighttime when the dogs happen. Daytime again. Yeah, that's because they, during they the show, they look outside struggle. and yeah. they show the shed, and that's a daytime shot of the shed. Yeah, so that's two days. But it was also full on storm. Like, how long was that storm going? A couple on? hours, you know? man. Yeah, maybe like half a day. Yeah, then daytime oh. during uh, when and then they the go to big check crescendo on, night. Yeah, and then, yeah, three yeah. days, I think man. Three I think like it's three days. 
we really dug into the timeline of this. And I hope that answers your question, Mark, because I think we may have just cracked this fucking code. Look, yeah. I, I can't argue. <laughs> I was just saying I couldn't quite nail down the time frame. Well, I think that they didn't expect anybody to be talking this much <laughs> about how fucking long this movie uh, took place in. So but we yeah. probably just thought about it more <laughs> than anybody making this movie did. So at this point, yeah. So at this point, they're like, okay, Blair's out. He's building a ship. He went back inside. They hear the siren like, wah, wah, wah. Well, they blow his ship the fuck up. Yes, they do. But they, that's when they like hear like, like, like the siren. Poor decision. Inside. They should have kept. When else are they going to find a fucking spaceship? You can't risk it, man. You can't it. was risk back it. in the Norway camp. They oh, walked oh, yeah, in point. They got out. the, like, right, right. the mothership, bro. Fair point. Yeah, why didn't Wilford just go make a break for that? They would have never caught him. He would him. never made it. He would have never made it. Oh, he's an organism, though. He's yeah, not a man. But, yes, but he still, like, has to survive. That like, dog made it. But dog covered in fucking fur, bro. It wasn't winter negative 40 yet. Oh, oh that's point. true. Bam, boom, boom. It all checks out. <laughs> point, so anyway, anyway, Kurt Russell and Keith David are like, yo, I said Keith. Keith David are like, okay, fuck it. We're just going to burn this whole goddamn place to the ground because we can't let this get out. We'll, we'll just, this is what we have to do. Kurt Russell's like, this thing is going to go into hibernation until someone finds it. Right. Let's heat the place up. Yeah. And then they blow everything up. Start massive fires. Yeah. At this point, like Keith David and uh, Kurt Russell are like dying in the snow together. Well, Gary's still with him too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they go underneath and I guess it's where all the barrels of oil is. You keep all the most flammable, your petrol. all the flammable shit right under where you live, right? Because that's course. what you do. That's standard operating procedure. You need, you need access to it, yeah. Yeah. So... I see no fire. <laughs> so Wilford Brimley comes around the corner and just puts his finger straight through Gary's face. Great. <laughs> that was so gross. Like shunting shit. Yeah. It was like society. Yeah. And it was it like, could all tie back to shunting. It was all quiet. Yeah. It was all silent. Most horror movies break down into shunting, to be honest. So. <laughs> McCready is busy messing with all the flammable petrol and everything. And after Gary dies... Uh, the Blair monster, the Blair witch monster. No, 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 no just the Blair, yeah, mo- just okay, the Blair okay, monster. Okay, just yeah, the Blair yeah. monster. About 20 years too early. For the uh, it, it's monster. basically if Wilford Brimley injected himself with syringes of diabetes and he rises up out of the ground. Does and diabetes he's got, syringes give you power? Diabetes. It, it makes jaws grow out of the side of your face. Uh, <laughs> so, Jay, when I die, I want you to eat my brain. Yeah. It'll give you power. Check your blood sugar and check it often. <laughs> And then you just turn into a giant Akira monster. Yeah, like bath salts. Well, it chomps at you a little bit, and then you toss some dynamite. Isn't that what yeah, happened? You throw a little yeah. dynamite at it. Bing, bang, boom. We blow up the, the diabetes monster. It's really remarkably ineffective. For all the yeah. uh, 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 fucking excitement and just like, oh, I'm going to get you, it dies very quickly. Do yes. you think this was a rushed ending? Perhaps they ran out of no, money? No, no. I think that they had a, they had a fight. They, I think they had this planned. I think it was no. supposed to kind of come to a quick close because that really leads the whole like, the next scene, the final scene really plays harder because of that. My problem with blowing up the Blair monster is, didn't they say like even a drop of this blood, a, a, a particle of this organism could infect Whatever they absolutely did all over the fucking place, yes. and it's just gonna go back in the ice and hibernate itself. Right. There's even a point where Bennings and one of the characters is talking to Kurt Russell, is like, "We all need to serve our own food, right? Because yeah. we could all be infected." One particle is what he says. Which yeah. so is yeah, like, you're well, right. I guess they, they plan on burning the whole fucking place down, so they're like, whatever particles did blow up everywhere is gonna get burned up or, in this thing. or die in the freeze. Yeah, exactly. Because there's no whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, can't die in the freeze. It's just no, gonna hibernate. hibernate. Got to get the fire. I, again, the whole place is like, let's be honest, this is like rivers of fucking petrol on fire. Every building's burning. Ice is melting. The fucking place is gonna be a campfire soon enough. Also, room for the sequel. 
but <laughs> never happened, but could have. So then what happens True. is, is after all that's done, Keith David and uh, Kurt Russell end up sitting next to each other, kind of like, woo, we did it. And then they're like this kind of moment of they kind of like are talking to each other, like, cool, we did that. But it's also they kind of look at each other like, I don't know if you're infected now. Are you cool, bro? Yeah, it's this yeah. whole like ambiguous, like, cool, we did it. Or did we look at each other thought, like... And Kurt Russell's like... How about we just sit for a while? He's like, couldn't do much about it if, you know, we were or whatever. It's this whole yeah. thing, like, are we about to have to fight each other? Is this about the... The thing is, it's so beautifully done. Like, it's this moment of, like, let's sit for a moment because we know what has to happen next, which is basically them taking each other out or not. Were either of them a thing? We don't know. That's no, I know. What's your thought? Yeah, what, are, what he's asking. Yes, the movie doesn't tell us, but what do you I think? live in a world where no, neither one of them are things. And like they escape world. and they get a nice little place in Soho and they mm. have a perfect marriage for the rest of their lives. In my world. And they never speak of it again. They're both things and they shunt Ooh. into a super thing. And they thing. go into the ice. Super yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah. She's a super no. thing. Really? Super <laughs> thing. It's super thingy. No, uh, you could have gone with it super freaky. That still would have worked. Uh, either way. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say super thingy. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> what really happened is they super both died. Super thingy. In the cold. I have one of those. Oh, yeah. They're both going to like suffer from fucking yeah. like hypothermia. Yeah. Yes, Listeners, I believe that if, they're you not the if you haven't, the credits roll after this. There is no time for us to decide. Or it doesn't right. Movie's us. over. Yeah, this is it. Super ambiguous ending, but like beautiful ambiguous. Like it's, it's one of those things that has you talking like it could be any one of these four things. Which is it, and everyone can have their own opinion, but it's still like, even though you think you might like, oh, this could be it, like you still aren't sure. Like some movies you're like, oh, well, they probably made it out, but who knows if they didn't. This you're like, you really have no idea what's happening. If the credits had rolled after they blew up the Blair monster, this movie would have been very anticlimactic. Oh, it would have been so anticlimactic. But they needed that moment of two survivors still unsure of each other. Because that was the whole purpose of this movie. Like, right. up to the end, it's like, can you ever truly know if you're, like, complete and safe, you know, with something like that the way it is? God, this is a fucking great movie. This movie's fantastic. And you know what's cool about it? Is the word the above the word thing is the dot in the eye. <laughs> Bro, that oh fucking just oh boy, oof, mind blow. Yeah, no, he's showing us the picture. <laughs> yeah. He didn't make this up. No, no, it's there. Yeah, we know. No, we know. wow. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna cut that out. I just saw that. But that I just is no. Say you that. gotta keep that in. People need to know. That's like the cherry on the top of the thing. Sunday. That's very good. Uh, what do you call it? What do you pay people? Graphic design. There it is. Oh, I pay people. What the is graphics. that word with things who do the things? It's probably the only good graphic design on the back of this fucking <laughs> box. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is late in the evening. So John is tired. Oh yeah. Mark is basically like beers deep in this, so Mark's got a nice little buzz going on. Well past my bedtime here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well past. The sun is down, so old yeah. man John has to Dude, go to I bed. I miss fucking Luby's. Uh, you so, missed Luby's long ago. Yeah. No, I'm saying. I'm just got to wait for it to open again. Fish and mac and cheese. <laughs> I need it. So I'm assuming we'd all recommend this movie, but there's one 100%. more question I have for you. 100%. John, is Escape from New York still ahead of oh, Big Trouble in Little China? Well, I gotta tell you what, it's been uh, conservatively seven hours, so I believe Big Trouble has pulled ahead. Oh! Thinking about it, uh, it's just such a fun, fun movie. I could watch it probably two or three times in a row. When's uh, the last time you've seen it? Uh, ages ago. That's how much I love it. I just never watched it. I saw it recently, and it's way cheesier than you remember, but it actually does hold up. It's still Maybe, a fun movie. Yes. I showed it to my wife two years ago, and she said it's shit. Well, your wife obviously doesn't know what she's talking Get, about. Get uh, a divorce. Yeah. Get a uh, divorce. And I think it being I'm cheesy. I'm not divorcing over goddamn Big I think Trouble in Little China. It being cheesy can only help it. Because it's, it's, to be fair, it does you not have take to itself know, you seriously. The point being is, great movie, 
currently ahead. Check back in tomorrow. We'll see how when I sleep on it. All right. Anyway, thanks for tuning into the Grave Talk podcast. You can check out our new episodes every week at thegravetalk.com. We actually have like a few other things there. We have pictures, we have events, we have videos. So check it out and we'll see you guys in a week. 